The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It's time to talk from the inside of sports. It's time for G. Cobb in the House with Gary Cobb and co-host Micah Warren. We'll talk to and about players, front office personnel, agents, and the newsmakers in and around sports. Now, here are your hosts, G. Cobb and Micah Warren. What's happening, everybody? This is G. Cobb in the House on VoiceAmericaSports.com. I'm Micah Warren along with G. Cobb and Haran Knight of GCobb.com. What's happening tonight, guys? How you doing? How are Everyone you? excited for some Eagles football? Sure. Uh, ready for um, a real yeah. test. I know. we got the Eagles and Bengals tonight. We've got a lot to talk about. And uh, I definitely want to get into to what you guys are looking for tonight. And the one thing that I noticed that I really wanted to get to first is, and I haven't really heard many people mention this. Maybe I'll mention Hey, hey Mike, I'm not sure. Is there somebody else on? Somebody else? Is, hello? Is, is, uh, Haran. I'm here. Okay, it's Haran, but is there anybody else? I don't think so. Okay, all right. I, I wasn't sure. Well, just just the three of us today. Okay. <laughs> but uh, now, I, I don't know if you, you guys have seen anybody else really harping on this, but we have, regardless of who you're rooting for, we got some serious matchups tonight with, you know, Deshaun and, and Macklin, two of the best young receivers in the game, one of the best receiver tandems in all of football, going against maybe the best corner tandem. Uh, Leon Hall, I know, uh, I guess struggled a, a bit in the first two games. But he and Jonathan Joseph are, depending on when Revis comes back or what you get out of Cromartie, I mean, is there a better corner pairing in, in the NFL? Uh, they're a good. They're a good set. I mean, they um, uh, they've shown it. You know, really, uh, one thing that's really gone underrated has been the the Bengals defense. They have an outstanding defense. You think about last year, how they made the playoffs. They really made it with their running game and with their defense. They really didn't have much of a passing attack. And uh, their defense is excellent. And one of the things they can do is they don't have a problem singling up their corners and putting an extra man in the box to take away your running game and dare you to beat them throwing the ball. And that's what two stud corners does for you. It just changes everything. It changes everything. I'm really curious to see that matchup. Uh, Haram, what are you looking for tonight? Anything special? Well, that's the main thing I'm looking for is how – the, the wide receivers match up against their corners. It also puts a test on the Eagles secondary against T.O. and Chad Ochocinco. So those are two matchups on both sides of the ball I'm looking forward to. Yeah, there's going to be a lot. Also, uh, Stu Bradley going against – yeah, look, you mentioned running the ball, G. The guy doesn't get a ton of credit. He's getting a little more lately, but Cedric Benson can run. I mean, this is a guy that kind of went, went in the doghouse in Chicago, got cut, no one really wanted him. This guy can run. He, he's back, man. You really have to watch out for him. I mean, I'm curious to see how these Eagles linebackers deal with him. Well, the thing that I think that jumps out at me is that he, he's outstanding when it comes to uh, old-fashioned, you know, uh, dominating running where he's not really making big, long runs, but he's grinding you into the ground by pounding, with you, pounding you with those four, five, six, seven, eight-yard runs 
that are that are that are not only eating up the clock and tiring out your defense, but you know he's going to do it in a methodical way where he's going to, they're going to grind you into the ground with ball possession, and that's what uh, Cedric Benson has been able to do, and that's why it's going to be good for the Eagles to face this because this is what they're going to see in the division. They're going to see big receivers like Terrell Owens. Uh, it's a shame, you know, that all of their, their guys aren't healthy because they have some other guys are big receivers, but they've got to see big physical receivers and a pounding running game, and we'll see whether the Eagles are able to get ahead of a team like this and make them play their game or as opposed to letting themselves, let themselves get ground down into the ground because they're playing against a big physical team. Yeah, and I think uh, the one thing we're obviously all looking at uh, what happens when the pressure hits Cobb? You know, we're going to see him for a full half tonight. And I know it's weird. You watch the same game with people, and then you listen the next day to how people interpret what they saw. And they're, oh, Cobb looked great. Now, I, I really do believe there's certain throws he can make in his sleep. He's got some of those down. I mean, that's how accurate he is on some of these throws. But we've been talking about this for a while. The decision-making is just scary. You know, it's almost like, three gorgeous passes, and then what were you doing on the fourth? You know, trying to force it in. You have to think a better secondary picks one or two of those uh, from last week. I mean, the Jags are terrible. They're bad. So I don't think you could take too much from that. But you've got to hold – is his decision-making going to approve? At what point do you think this is kind of what you've got? Because, I mean, isn't this, these are like visceral responses. This is just how you react to things. How much can you really change that? I mean, do you, do you think, Gee, that he, he can? Well, you know, I, I think I think you can change that. I think you can be more conservative and 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 learn that that there's certain times you take chances, certain times you don't. But uh, but this is one of the things that uh, I've seen in in Kevin Cobb's game is that you know he he's definitely going to make the throw and he's going to make some precision throws uh, that are going to get people excited because he does do a very good job of uh, giving the guy a chance to make a play. But if the guy is covered, do you still throw the ball? I mean, look at Brett Favre. He had his best year last year after playing all those years. You know, he was was always going to throw picks. So, you know, we'll see with Kevin. You know, it really takes time to get to know a quarterback to see really how good he is. But one of the key components of a quarterback is decision-making because you've got to make a lot of decisions. Uh, you've got to make them quickly. You've got to make them under pressure. And how you make those decisions a lot of times decides on whether you win or whether you lose. And that's why I wrote this week, and I thought that, that Tom Brady's the guy I would like him to play like. I don't want him to play like Favre. I mean, how, how many championships has Favre won? He won one. And he wasn't the key to them winning that game when they beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Um, so all those years, as great a quarterback he is, he's, he won one. I look at uh, Peyton Manning. He won one Super Bowl. He wasn't great in the Super Bowl he played in. No. So, you know, it's not just so easy to where, you know, you, you're going to be throwing the ball all the time and being careless with throwing the ball, uh, that, that that's the way to win a Super Bowl. No, I like more Tom Brady. Even in that Super Bowl that they lost to the Giants, Tom Brady did not throw the ball up for grabs, and that's why they had a chance to win that game at the end. No, you're right, and this offense and the weapons that Cobb has is actually perfect for that style of just get it in their hands. And you have guys that you just get it in their hands, they'll do the rest. I mean, that, that's definitely 
that's definitely with it. Now, Haran, what about you? After watching Cobb last week, where are you right now on Cobb? Is there anything concerned you? You think he's uh, he's right where you want him, or are you a little worried about the decision making too? Um, I think he makes good decisions. I am concerned about the two passes that hit the Jaguars' hands last week. Um, he had a couple of lucky breaks. Um, I just hope that he uses his weapons more wisely this week, especially um, what's it, um, McCoy, McCoy and Sully more or like so. Yes. Yeah, you mean taking taking that short stuff. Uh, the thing about this is, you know, it's, it's going to be very interesting to me is if their defense is better than we thought, then, you know, hey, dial it back, Kevin. You know, we don't need 40 points. You know, just, hey, don't throw it. If the guy's not open, don't throw it to him. We don't need to force anything. Throw the ball out of bounds. Let's punt, you know, and, and we'll get him the next time. And if you play like that, which is really the way Donovan played, and Donovan, you know, probably took that a level even farther than he had to. But say what you will, he won a lot because he didn't throw the game to the other team. Now, you could, if, you know, you can throw for 300 yards, and you throw two picks. And a lot of times, you're going home with a loss. You know. Well, on the other hand, you throw for 250 yards with one pick, and you win. You know, so. You know, uh, that, that's the thing, and, and see, that's why I, I look at a Tom Brady, and it's always about winning to him. They might not say, well, he's the greatest quarterback. He's got the rings. <laughs> no, you're right. He's done so without. I'll say he's the greatest. Great What's that, Aaron? I said, I'll say he's one of the greatest. <laughs> yeah, but you know, but you have yeah. all these other people. They want to talk about these other guys. I'm going, like, how, how many times has uh, Manning thrown the ball away, and how many times has Favre thrown the playoffs away, you know? Well, not only that, what did Brady win with? You know, yeah, he had Randy Moss. They didn't win when they had him. He was That's winning with David Gibbons, Troy Brown, yep. Deion Branch, who is okay. I mean, he's all yep. right. That's right. <laughs> you know, but, you know but they had a good defense, and he played to them, meaning, like, I'm not throwing you the ball. I mean, against the Eagles. Hey, I'm not throwing you guys the ball. I'm sorry. I, I will throw the ball out of bounds and see. That's what I want to see Kevin do. I want him to say, you know what? We got that defense over there. I'm going to let them do their job. The guy's not open. I'm not throwing the ball to you guys so you can return it, give you great field position, and put our defense in a bind. And that's the difference in that Super Bowl, too, Jay. Uh, when you win by three points, that pick could be the difference. Oh, without a, I mean, you know if Donovan didn't throw those picks, uh, the Eagles probably win that Super Bowl. Yeah, well, they that's turned the ball. Actually, they turned it over three times. They actually turned it over four. The last one really didn't matter. That was it wasn't happening at that point. But two of those picks were killers. They were actually pretty undonovan like. And then the L.J. Smith fumble. They were within. They were in scoring distance. Yeah, when they had those, they weren't just. You know, they were. They were creating the turnovers were in scoring distance. <laughs> What's that? Yep. And, and you see, like last week, see, and that's one thing. You know, now see. I've had guys, I see some of the guys want to try to, you know, think I'm going to be kissy-kissy with Kevin Cobb. Look, I'm going to be fair with Kevin Cobb. I'm not going to be, I'm going to say he made a great throw. Like, I thought he did a great job on those third downs where he, he well, one time when he's headed towards the line, he hit Selleck. Uh, the other time he ran for a first down. Uh, then he hit uh, Sean Jackson. Hey, that's big time playing. Keep the, keep the uh, you're able to keep the drive going. At the same time, it's first down and we're on the 10-yard line, I don't want you throwing a ball to where it's easily picked off where uh, Javon, I mean, uh, Jason Avant either has to pull the ball from the guy or the guy's going to intercept the pass. That's three points you just took off the board. 
I, also, I don't want you floating the ball in the middle, uh, down by the end zone, where you're floating the ball up and Macklin has no chance to catch it. Don't make that pass, especially on first down, when we're going to get three points if you don't do anything. See, that's not that's rookie that's rookie in uh, that's inexperience type thinking and type decision making on that type of stuff. And that stuff will get you killed. That's how you don't make the playoffs. That's how you wind up six and ten. It's a very 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 fine line in the NFL between playoffs and being four games out. But look, we'll get to more of this because we've got to take a break right now. So we'll come back on the other side. We'll get to more Eagles talk with G. Cobb in the house on VoiceAmericaSports.com. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Join Patricia Raskin, the host of Positive Living on VoiceAmerica.com, Monday, 11 Pacific. This program brings you practical and inspiring principles for living a more authentic, engaging, and passionate life. Patricia's guests will give you a formula for connecting, giving, forgiving, and miraculous living. So tune in and call to Positive Living, Mondays at 11 Pacific time, right here on VoiceAmerica.com. want to know what's really going on these days? Well, Capital Thinking takes you inside the worlds of policy, politics, law, and business. What happens in Washington, on Wall Street, and in our nation's legal system impacts your business every day. We're taking you on a behind-the-scenes tour of all of it. Each week, we bring you unfiltered conversation with a variety of influential policymakers, lawyers, and business leaders. I'm Kevin O'Neill, and I'm your host as Capital Thinking tours the halls of power. Join me for Capital Thinking on the Voice America Business Network each Thursday at noon Eastern and 9 a.m. Pacific Time. If you want to get ahead, you have to stand out from the crowd, the clutter, and the competition. Are you? Tune in each week for Standing Out with Lauren Saunier. Lauren and her guests have the secrets that can help you and your business get noticed, get attention, and achieve your desired results no matter where you're starting from. Standing Out with Lauren Saunier, live every Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Get ready to be a marketing machine. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're joined up with G Cobb in the house, featuring Gary Cobb and co-host Michael Warren. You want to get in on the conversation? Call in now. It's toll-free. 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to GaryCobb at AOL.com. Remember, two R's and two B's in that name. Now back to G Cobb in the house. All right, we're back here on G Cobb in the house. I'm Michael Warren, along with G Cobb and Haran Knight from gcobb.com. And, you know, I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, but I'm so thrilled to be actually talking, like, to have real football to discuss again. I mean, I love baseball. Uh, watching the Flyers was awesome, you know, when the Sixers and uh, whatever. <laughs> I love the other sports. But God, there's nothing, it's not football. I'm so excited. So we got the Eagles tonight. We're talking from Eagles. Uh, and, and we mentioned briefly during the break the uh, little sort of Eagles news that Former Eagles offensive uh, lineman guard Sean Andrews has signed with the Giants today. Um, and if, if you're a Giants person, if you're a Giants fan, you got to love that move. I mean, it's some six-year deal. It's incentive-laden to ridiculous levels, I'm sure. 
because uh, you don't know if his back is healthy. You don't know if his head is healthy. Uh, you know, who knows what's going on with him. But if he gets healthy and focused, you just picked up an all-pro guard. I mean, like, one of the, he was probably the best in the league in 06, maybe 07. This is a big upside move for the Giants. Gee, you like that signing? Well, I think, you know, uh, obviously they probably did their homework. <clears throat> yeah, they tried to find out whether he wants to play or not. And I doubt that they really exposed themselves. They put themselves in a position where if he plays, they pay him. If they don't, then he won't make any money. And if he's still hurt, uh, they'll have him in a little while and, have, and he'll be gone. But if he's healthy and he can play and he wants to play, you know he can play. So, you know, it, it's simple as that. I mean, and then, you know, with the way they want to play football, which is they want to have a dominating running game and, and they've got a better passing attack than they ever have, you know, uh, it, it can make things interesting. If, he, if he's healthy and he wants to play, you know he can play. He's huge upside. And, Haran, I'm going to ask you, were you a little surprised he was still out there on the market? I know he's been banged up and he's had issues, but he wasn't even in the league. I mean, how could, how could he not? How, are you surprised someone else didn't take a shot at him in, tra- in a training camp? Um, his name fell so far off the map for a while, I forgot all about him. But um, <laughs> the fact that he signed with him, it's a lot of things that, that most could motivate him. One, he gets to play against his former former team twice a year. But if he's healthy, that that concerns me the most because you already have a big running back in Brandon Jacobs. And you have some running by, behind Sean Andrews. That's a scary thing to think about. Well, look at Westbrook did in 06. He was, you know, remember when, when Andrews was healthy, that screen was murder. Hey, it killed, exactly. it killed you with it all day. Um so, yeah, you know, it could be a good move for them. They already have a pretty strong offensive line. They're dealing with some injuries, though, shuffling some people around. Uh, actually, every single offensive line in this division is nothing to brag about uh, right now. But but speaking, to get back to the Eagles, their offensive line. Is McGlynn starting at center tonight? You, did you guys say? Yeah, yeah he, he's going to start at center, yes. All right, because Cole, Cole's still banged up or whatever. He's probably going to lose his job. Gee, I know you love Nick Cole at center. Um. Well, you know, you know, I've said before about the making the calls. You know, I know that he has struggled in that area. Uh, you know, the, the Eagles are not crazy about McGlynn because he's not the athlete that uh, that Cole is. But you know, you, you don't need to be making mistakes. That's why I'd like to see them get up against the blitz uh, with uh, with McGlynn in there and see whether he can make the correct calls or not. Because uh, that's a big part of being a center in the NFL. Um, but you know you got to be able to do the job physically too, and so we'll we'll see if they get up against a good pass rusher in the middle, how McGlynn does, uh, because I said he, he's not as good of a pass blocker and it's not it's not as good of a blocker as either Jamal or um, uh, Nick Cole, but he's probably better than Nick at making the calls. And this is so. probably going to be the Achilles heel of this offense. You know, we were just talking about Cobb and his decision making. What's his decision making going to be like when he's got a jailbreak up the middle? I don't love Stacey Andrews. You know, Harriman, that, that's a weak interior offensive line. Haran, that worry you at all? It worries me, me a lot, just like it did last year. Um, you need Harriman healthy. I don't know what the whole status is about him. You definitely need Jamal Jackson in there. You saw what happened in two games against Dallas at the end of the season. And that was with McNabb as a quarterback. So you have a fresh new quarterback, even though 
they tout him as being a very good one. But if you have a constant pass rush up the middle, he's not really going to have time to get the ball away. No, I mean, look at, and, and gee, you mentioned the play of Tom Brady in that Super Bowl. It was actually remarkable considering he had jailbreaks up the middle. I mean, that, that's what shut them down. I mean, you're, maybe yeah, you know, more mistakes. But the thing is that he did was uh, he, he was trying to play and figuring that, hey, the defense was going to hold him in. And, you know, the Giants only scored 17 points. Right. But he figured, hey, look, I'm not going to give them the ball in good field position and we'll be able to win this game. And, and that just shows the kind of mental toughness he has where some of the other quarterbacks, I don't see that. Uh, that they will, and I've seen Manning in playoff games, just basically fold up, throw the ball, start throwing the ball, and just take his uh, take his ball and go home in the middle of the game. And I've never seen Brady do that, and that's why I, I, give, I give him my I put him above those other guys. And that is extremely high praise because it really just goes to show you how even the greatest quarterbacks can become very very ordinary. If, if you start to bring heat, and if you get, especially up the middle, that's right. Well, Kevin Thomas, not Tom Brady, you so I lump him in with the other ninety-nine point nine percent of quarterbacks in the league. You you can't run the offense. You can't run any offense with a big three hundred and whatever forty-pound monster in the middle of your backfield. You just, you can't run. You can't pass. You just can't have that. So that's why, you know, having a weakness in the middle of the line is really a concern. And speaking of that, that brings me to my next question, because, gee, I don't think you missed a single practice up at training camp uh, this year. You're, you're always there all the time. What are you, what are you, where are you right now on LaShawn McCoy as far as his blitz pickup? Because that's another thing. If he's back there, that was one, probably the most underrated part of Westbrook's game was that blitz pickup. For a little well, guy, he did a phenomenal job. And well, I tell you what, if I was the quarterback – I wouldn't feel comfortable with LaShawn McCoy picking up anybody. He, he just he's not that big and you know he just doesn't have the gifts that um that Westbrook had, you know, and and technique and all the things. He's just not there yet. Maybe over time, but still now when they when they do a blitz drill, uh the the the, uh, the linebackers basically just toss him around like a a wet paper bag, you know. So well, that's great news, and between that and the fumbling, I think he's ready to take the next step. Uh, is it more? He, he's, a be, he's a better running back now, and he's a better receiver. No question about it. He's better in those areas, the but the blitz pickup. Um, I think he'll hold on to the ball better, but the blitz pickup, you know, he's got a ways to go there. Well, you said physically. Is, does he mentally not know where it's coming from? No, he knows where it's coming from. I'm talking about physically being able to pick up a 250-pound blitzing linebacker he can't do it right now. All right, well, at least he knows where it's coming from. That's half the battle because some of those guys will stand there with their heads spinning while two guys run by him. No, no, he's, uh, he's, 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 he's pretty sharp there. He's, he knows that. He doesn't stop the guy. He gets run over. They toss him out of the way. You know, so. Well, we'll see. And, and LaShawn McCoy is still a little bit of a question mark to me. Ron, I'll ask you this. Where are you right now? On LaShawn McCoy, I gotta be talking, I'm not his biggest fan. Uh, are you okay with him as a starting tailback, or do you just say, "Well, they don't run it enough to really be worried about it anyway," or that Weaver's there and Mike Bell's there, so everyone's going to kind of contribute? Are you alright with LaShawn as the guy? I'm okay with it. I, I understand that he's going to go through growing pains. Um, he definitely, like she said, he definitely has a lot to learn as far as picking up blitzes, but. He he did get stronger on, in the off season, so that's a, that's a plus side 
Um, it's one of those wait and see um, situations. No, you're right. He is he is kind of a question mark. You know, he's got to be the guy this year. And look, I'm gonna t- I'll say right now, which usually I'm wrong, so this is good news for Eagles fans. But I'm worried. I mean, unless unless and until I see him hold, I need to see him hold that ball closer to his body. He got away with a lot last year, holding the ball two feet from his body. I, I can't believe he didn't fumble more often. That concerns me. It's like we talk about Cobb with the interceptions. You know, yeah, that's a concern. Well, so are fumbles. Turnovers will kill you. And I, I guess to a degree we just have to kind of expect that that's going to happen because this team is so unbelievably young. I mean, Another you, you thing with McCoy look- is he didn't really get a chance to see last week, but you've got to see if he goes straight forward instead of dancing around sometimes. Yeah, and yep. you know what? That happens to young guys too because they come out of college and they're playing against obviously inferior talent than what you see at the NFL, and they can get away with that. And then you come up to the NFL and it's like, well, yeah, that was cute in college, but everyone's twice as fast as you are now, and they're twice as big. Right. <laughs> so that you do see, but you're right. You do want to see him you know, you just run north-south. Don't, don't pull the east-west stuff. Cause that's when you, I mean, look at even, even Reggie Bush, watching him run. It makes me sick. I mean, he can't finish a run to save his life. I'm not saying he's got to be a power guy, but just he just doesn't even have any clue how to fall forward. That stuff is, you know, that's the difference between making, making the first down and then pumping. Um. But like I said, you know, it, it is a young team, so I guess we're pretty much going to have to deal with the mistakes just about everywhere. I mean, right, G? I mean, is this well, no you know, um, young. you know, that that's not their strong point, but that doesn't mean they're going to make a, a lot of mistakes. You know, they they've got to learn and uh, and stay away from them. I mean, this is part of the game. It's it's something that is part of winning. If you want to win, you you can't just turn the ball over to the other team. And I think that uh, you know, one way or another, they're going to have to learn that. And, you know, that's going to be one of their challenges this year. They've got to make sure, you know, you stay away from turning, turning over the ball. I mean, um, that's one of the keys to the season for every team in the league. Right. Can't, can't turn it over. It, that's true. Now, we worry about the offensive side of the ball. There's some youth on the other side of the uh, on defense, too. That could be – although everyone's saying Nate Allen, this guy can ball. But, I mean, if he starts making mistakes, now you're looking at, you know, 60-yard touchdowns. What's your take on Nate Allen right now, Jay? Well, you know, uh, I, I like what I've seen so far, but I, I don't know yet. I mean, it's too early. You know, we got to see more about him. We got to see him in in situation where he gets challenged. We got to see people put the ball up deep. Does he make a play on the ball, or does he let a guy take the ball from him? Does he jump too soon, or does he get a pass interference penalty? Things like that. That's what you got to do at safety, and that's why you need a good. That's why Quentin Dempsey isn't back there. Let's put it that way. You know, and, and when you think about it, you look how bad the Eagles were in making the bad decision to put him back there in that NFC Championship game. He, he's, just not a sound, he's just not a sound football player, and he shouldn't have been back there then, and that's why he's not back there now because kid is not the brightest, uh, you know, when it comes to the football intelligence. That, you know, he hasn't shown great football intelligence as, as of yet. No, you're exactly right. I remember the, uh, the with the late hit on Kurt Warner in, the, in that game. Uh, he he popped Dominic Hicks in the week before out of bounds. Probably should have gotten 15 yards for that. But you're yep. right. He doesn't he he doesn't seem to have the best football intelligence, and that's not a good position to have that there. Um, I worry about that safety spot big time. But it, it, you know, it we'll, we'll like see about be- Nate Allen. Like I said, see him get some chances where he's 
He's down there one-on-one with a playmaker. How does he make out? Does he jump too soon? <laughs> does he grab the guy and, right. and get the penalty? And it's first and goal on the one. You know, we'll find. And that's why it's good that they're playing a team that might challenge them tonight in those situations. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Look, we'll get back to more Eagles discussion on either side. We've got to take a break. This is G Cobb in the house on VoiceAmericaSports.com. <laughs> Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Hey, football fans, are you ready for an intelligent discussion about the Buffalo Bills and the National Football League? Are you tired of listening to talk show hosts that have never played football? Instead of answering your questions, they prefer to listen to themselves. And when they don't like what you're saying, they just cut you off. Well, that won't happen on the Jeff Nixon Sports Report. Keep it clean, stay relatively calm and rational, and the discussion will flow well. Join Jeff Nixon Monday afternoons at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Network. Frankly Speaking About Cancer is a program designed to empower survivors and their caregivers to deal with the social and emotional challenges of cancer. Drawing on resources from wellness communities throughout America and abroad, the show will invite physicians, researchers, nurses, social workers, patients, and caregivers to share their advice on how to live a better life with cancer. Join host Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Wellness Community, Tuesday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and wellness network what it comes down to ladies is that defining line between been there done that and ain't going back baby yeah i've heard them call you yuppies and baby boomers maybe even dolls babes darling sugar and sweetheart but i say that women are truly amazing join dr marlene for amazing women brains beauty and style every wednesday at 1 p.m pacific right here on the voice america women's radio network Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're joined up with G Cobb in the house, featuring Gary Cobb and co-host Michael Warren. You want to get in on the conversation? Call in now. It's toll-free. 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to GaryCobb at AOL.com. Remember, two R's and two B's in that name. Now back to G Cobb in the house. All right, we're back here on G Cobb in the House on VoiceAmericaSports.com. I'm Michael Warren along with G Cobb and Haran Knight from GCobb.com talking some birds. And, you know, uh, you guys made an interesting point uh, during the break just now about how the Bengals are actually a lot of what the Eagles are going to see in the division this year, and it's very true. you got the power running in Cedric Benson. you got some very, very, very talented guys on the outside. All right, I'll exclude Washington from that because I don't know who that's throwing the ball to. But, you know, you look at the Giants, you're going to get a healthy dose of Jacobs. Well, as long as he keeps his starting job. He's been, oh, man, I don't know about that dude. Uh, Ahmad Bradshaw is still going to be able to bring it, though. He's going to be tough. For the, and the Giants are deep at wide receiver, very deep at wide receiver. I like Hakeem Nick a lot. That guy can really, that guy can play. Uh, Steve Smith, obviously, phenomenal. I don't get into Ramsey's Barton at all. But, you know, Giants fans continue to mention how great that guy's going to be. I have not seen anything from that guy. That's great that he's tall and all. Uh, but they'll do that. And then you got Dallas is going to bring Felix and Marion Barber along with 
you know, anybody that that's not really scared of Des Bryant, I don't know what you've been watching. I know he's been hurt. I think this guy's going to be scary. You know, they they love him out there. Uh, you know, Roy Williams might be their three. I know G especially does not like Roy Williams very much, but I'll take him as a three. Uh, oh yeah, I think as a three, definitely. You know, <clears throat> you know, he's just not he's not a one. And he was they they traded for him and they, they drafted him like he was a one and he's really not a one. No, he's not. And you know what, once again, hey look, I'll man up. I was wrong. When they made that move, I I've, I've always I always liked Roy Williams in Detroit. And man, G I was wrong. You were right. He is he's a dog. I don't even, it's not even about the talent. He was in trading camp this, this year talking about, wow, finally me and Romo are on the same page. Like, really? After just what, a year and a half, you finally are getting on the same page, really? Well, you, know, you know what getting on the same page is for, uh, uh, for Roy Williams is? It's catching the football. <laughs> I mean, dude, if you don't catch the football, we're not on the same page. He's, I mean, what quarterback's going to want to keep throwing the ball to a guy that's dropping the ball? You know, he... He's going to drop, you know, uh, three out of ten. So is that the guy you're looking for to throw the ball to in a key situation? No. It's pretty, no. It's pretty bad when your owner has to go on public and say, just make some plays. <laughs> it, it, I really, I, it's bad. I, I always keep going. Hello, Ms. Reiner. How are you doing, Ms. Reiner? But, uh, okay, did you have I, I just don't think he's got the head for it. He seems like he just wants to just show up and be a star. And that's not really how it works. But, you know, like you said, that said, you know, Patrick Creighton is a – I don't know if you want to call him just a guy. He's, a, he's an all right player. He might not even make that team. Okay. You know, Dallas and the Giants are pretty loaded uh, at wide receiver. So that's going to put even more of a spotlight on the young Eagles safety. Whoever starts opposite Andy Asante Samuel, which I guess is Ellis Hobbs. Haran, are you all right with him there? I, I'm not. Uh, you can't care for Hobbs too much. Um, he's looking a lot better this year. What, what I'm more excited about in, in the secondary, I want to see how Travart Lindy develops. But Ellis Hobbs, I don't think he's going to – something says he's not going to stay the starter all season long. He's too you know, short to deal with the NFC East receivers. Yeah, and, and you – you, say, you said Travart Lindley? Yeah, Haran Well, you know, I tell you, Trevard Lindley has good he has some good potential. You know, okay. I don't know how good he's gonna be down the road, but but he's got potential because he can play man to man right now. He's he's good at coming up jamming and if it if it was like all round man to man is for jamming and playing off, you know, he he's one of the better guys on the team when it comes to just playing pure man to man. He can run and he's got some size. He's not a little bitty D B. And would you guys agree? I think it's safe to say this is by far the worst secondary in uh, Andy Reid's tenure. I mean, if you think about when he came in, you had Taylor Dawkins, Troy Vincent, uh, Damon Moore. Yeah, because they, they, they've had some outstanding secondaries. You know, saying that uh, doesn't mean they're horrible, even though, no, no, you know, no. like, really, think about last year's, come on, last year's sec, uh, secondary wasn't anything to write home about. No, but you still had Sheldon over there. Yeah, but 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 how many times did those guys get beat? Yeah, I I understand. I mean, he 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 was a little banged up, and and I do like Sheldon. I, um, I know you like Sheldon, but but my <laughs> bottom line is, those guys gave up what twenty seven touchdown passes. Yeah, that's just that. I, I love Sheldon too, but there's times when 
he just got beat, and all you could say there was nothing else he could do. And, yeah. And he just felt bad for him sometimes. And the biggest thing about this year with the secondary is there's more question marks than anything else. Like when you talk well, about Andy well, Reid, okay, you okay, okay, but think about the safety position last year. Both safeties. Tell me a safety that had a good year last year. They were all horrific. I mean, plug in anyone you want. Sean Jones was a disappointment. Not that anybody was expecting him to be high-end. I thought he was going to be better than he was. Uh, I probably would have had him out there more than, as opposed yeah, to well, you know, Macho We found Harris. out why he's out on the street. What's that? What's that? We, we found out why Sean Jones oh. was out on the street. Sure, sure. I, I thought they were going to get a little more out of him. Uh, Macho Harris cannot play safety. Even having him out there was a huge mistake. Um, and then I guess Quentin Michael, you know, had the bad year because he's out there trying to play two safety positions. Well, people can say what they want, you know. He didn't have a good year. You, you okay. didn't have a good play from safety spot. Which, which uh, cornerback had a great year? Well, it depends on who you ask. If you ask Asante, he'll tell you he did because he had nine well, picks. Well, he did pick off nine passes, right? Nine? Nine. That's a lot of turnovers. That's a lot of picks. But if you're not, uh, you know, and you know, he didn't do the best defense. job with tackling and everything. But, but you take away those nine picks, they might not have been in the playoffs. So, right. you know, Santi is a playmaker, and you can't say enough about playmaking. But, but really, Ellis Hobbs. Uh, well, just I mean, let me go back to just talking about last year. Last year, the secondary. Come on, that secondary wasn't good. No, you're not getting any argument from me. I mean, and you know what? And I wasn't defending Michael, by the way. I'm. I think he's all right. I think he's a decent player, but I think uh, in way he got a little too much hype. Everyone made it sound like no, he, he had a good he had a good year then, but last year he year. didn't have a good year. I mean, just good. He just didn't have a good like year. Uh, you know, the um, the pass rush wasn't consistent all the time. Uh, and put those two together, and you know you, you could score on the Eagles. Yeah, and then, and then take out Stuart Bradley on top of that. Yeah, uh, but you know what, G, you hit on it too. I mean, and. It, honestly, I'm not gonna say it doesn't matter who's back there, but if this kid Brandon Graham can play, if they start getting a push from their front four, it is gonna save a lot of jobs in the back. It's a lot easier to play when the quarterback has two seconds and is throwing off his back foot. If not, I mean, even remember '05 when they were in Dallas, and remember the uh, the, the Cowboys really went to the max protect uh, with Bledsoe in there. Even when they sent the house, they couldn't get to him. He had all day. He killed them. I don't care who's back there. And Dawkins was back there, and everybody's favorites were all back there. It didn't matter because Bledsoe could stand there all day. And any, NF, any quarterback in the NFL is probably going to carve you up if he can stand there and have his pick. So the pressure, you know, as much as we're talking about the secondary, the pressure should be on the front four. Yeah, well, the, the front four is the key. And, uh, you know, uh, the, the thing is, really, um, you can't expect Sean McDermott to have the – uh, wherewithal to be able to blitz like Jim Johnson used to blitz. He just doesn't have that experience to be able to do that. So they need to rely on their pass rush from the front four so they don't have to blitz as much. And if they have to blitz a lot, they're going to get caught with their draws down like they did last year. Yeah, and, you know, Ron, I'll ask you this, too, because I don't – when I watched that defense struggle last year, I really didn't put too much of it on McDermott because a lot of it was just – you look out there like, this guy's not good enough to make a play. Ron, did you put a lot of that on McDermott? Are you worried about him at all, or do you think if he gets some better players, it'd be all right? Um, I'm still not fully sold on him as a coordinator. I, the key, the key to the defense to me is definitely is a front four. 
um, especially on the left side, with the left inside. I want to see what Brandon Graham can do because Jaquay Parker is not a 16 game a season full three down person. Agreed. Yeah, and you know if if Graham can be an outstanding pass rusher on third down, starting out like that, I think they could have a good mix over there because. Jukwe can be active. He doesn't have to play as much. You're not asking as much out of him. And I think you're going to have a better player, a fresher player at the end of the season. And you know, But uh, Graham's got to bring it. They need him to be a guy that refuses to be blocked one-on-one. And that way teams have, have to really pick their poison. Are they going to double-team Cole or are they going to double-team Graham? And, uh, you know, they don't have to. And then the Eagles don't have to be worrying about blitzing all the time. Uh, so that they've got, you know, Nate Allen back there uh, trying to, you know, disguise a blitz and getting caught out of position, and they don't, they, we don't need to deal with that. Now, the other thing on passing downs is how consistently can Trevor Laws bring it up the middle? Yep. Well, you know, um, they need some pressure from the middle. That's why, you know, at times, uh, you know, I wrote about the uh, defensive tackles. Look. Uh, sometimes I would try Patterson and what, and what you call it. And, and you know what? I don't like their uh, – I haven't started ripping them yet, but I don't like their uh, defensive line coach. Come on, man. Go get a real defensive line coach. You know, those guys – You know, the guy don't teach anybody anything. Roy Seagrass again. They yeah, Roy Seagrass. See, man, come on. He's stealing money, man. <laughs> <laughs> They've got a few coaches that I've had some issues with. That, that you, know, you know, even David Cully from the wide receiver, what's he ever done? I don't, I don't get – you know, Andy's got some loyalty to these guys, and I just don't always know, know why. And I agree with you on the defensive line coach. And I actually, uh, we got to take a break in, in a few seconds here, but I do want to get into Patterson and Bunkley. I think they do a good job. I think they're a little bit overrated. And some people say, well, they're not asked to get upfield and rush the passer. You're going to tell me you'd complain if Kevin Williams was busting through the front of your line? What do you mean not asked to? You think he was going to yell at Bunkley, like, oh, we really didn't like the way you busted into the backfield there. Uh, we're going to need you to do a little less of that. That's ridiculous. And I think those guys kind of get a pass. Well, I'm going to get into that on the other side, G, because I want, I want your guys' take on, on those guys. Uh, we got to take a commercial break. This is G Cobb in the house on VoiceAmericaSports.com. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's out the shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. From high school to the pros, we we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. Are you ready to talk football with the greatest wide receiver player and coach in NFL history? Tune in to Wide Open with Andre Rison. Andre is ready to talk to you and give his thoughts on the sport. There will be celebrity guests, coaches, players, artists, and more. He'll go beyond the game with a look from the coach's point of view and feature a high school player each week. Tune in to Wide Open with host Andre Rison. Featured Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. 
So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely despise her, especially at 1-2. to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a 9-horse field, but really there are 7 donkeys and 2 zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. The IS Outdoors Talk Radio Show brings two well-known outdoorsmen to the Voice America Network with hunting and fishing info news, talking about everything from new sporting gear, places to hunt and fish, and getting more from your recreation time. Join hosts Brock Ray and Don Kirk Thursday mornings at 7 a.m. Pacific time for IS Outdoors on the Voice America Sports Channel. With their combined experience of 60 years in the woods, Brock and Don have traveled widely, creating TV shows and writing articles on hunting and fishing. Blessed with down-home humor, they are also well-versed in environmental concerns, firearms ownership, and animal rights issues. IS Outdoors offers brisk interaction with the audience, soliciting opinions and questions on a wide range of outdoors subjects. Tune in every Thursday morning at 7 a.m. Pacific time to the IS Outdoors Talk Radio Show with Brock Ray and Don Kirk, right here on the Voice America Sports Channel. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. You're joined up with G. Cobb in the house, featuring Gary Cobb and co-host Michael Warren. You want to get in on the conversation? Call in now. It's toll-free. 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to GaryCobb at AOL.com. Remember, two R's and two B's in that name. Now back to G. Cobb in the house. All right, everybody. We're back here on G. Cobb in the house on VoiceAmericaSports.com. I'm Michael Warren, along with G. Cobb and Haran Knight from gcobb.com, talking some birds, getting ready. we got, what, 10 minutes to kick off? Probably more like 15. Uh, I just saw Mike Bell is active for the game this evening, so I'll be curious to see how he does. Um, you guys worried about Mike Bell at all? Injuries? Yeah, I'd like to see him get get healthy. You know, it seems like he might be a guy that's prone to having stuff, uh, problems with his uh, hamstrings and stuff like that, so... I'd like to see him get healthy and, and be ready to go because they're going to need him. I, I don't think, you know, I, I don't feel good about LaShawn being the only guy back there. I mean, they need to have a, another guy. You know, well, who, I think he would, would be a good fit because he's just a straight-ahead, no-nonsense guy, and uh, I think he could do the stuff that they need in the passing game too. Yeah, he, he runs very hard. Would you put him in goal line over Leonard Weaver? Or you just like Weaver, Weaver in the block and yeah, that well, problem, You know, he could get both of them a shot. You know, he definitely hits the hole quick, and uh, he's a power back. You know, so I, I think both of them be worthy worthy of a shot. Haran, who would you have? 
Like she said, I have both. I, I have no problem with Weaver at all. But, but definitely, I want to see Bell stay stay healthy. We really haven't had a chance to really see what he can do. No, you're right. But he he has been uh, a productive back in the NFL. So, you know, if he's healthy, he, he can definitely play. I think. Uh, and one of the other things I wanted to get to also, we talked about defensive tackles a little bit before the break. How are you guys on the offensive tackles? I mean, does anybody else notice Jason Peters doesn't know the snap count? How many offside penalties could he get called for? I've seen numerous times where he gets out of there quick and they don't call it. That's got to catch up to him at some point. Peters scares me to death. I am not a huge Jason Peters guy. Am I alone there? Is I, are you guys Jason Peters fans? Well, you know, I, you know, he, he needs to play at the level that they, they brought him in to be the best, you know, left tackle in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd, I'd like to see him step that up. Uh, you know, I, I think he is capable of being very, very good because you see he is capable of blocking those guys on that left side. Just you need more of the consistency and you don't want him making the mistakes. Um, so, you know, I, I, um, you know I don't, I'm not that concerned about him, though. I, th- I think yeah, I, I expect some improvement from him this year. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of his, but he was the best the Eagles could get. And now he's going to be here a while. So I definitely look forward to seeing what he can do this year. So basically just get used to it. Whatever he is, we might as well just get used to it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's not going anywhere anytime soon. <laughs> now, could you imagine three years ago, if I had said Winston Justice is your starting right tackle going into the season, and we go an entire show and we don't mention him for the last five or ten minutes, I mean, well, he's, you know, he's I, I think good. that uh, there are going to be games in which he's going to be tested. Uh, but I think he's a competent, you know, right tackle. You know, he's he, he's he's not going to get you beat over there. You know, he's he's pretty consistent. He's a conscientious guy, which you'd like to see Jason be a little bit more conscientious. But but, but you know, if you go to practice, you, you'll see Winston out there trying to. Uh, Working out the extra. Everybody's going in. He's trying to get a little better. He's working with the coach. You know, so it, it, in, in a way, the stuff he went through early in his career has made him where he's, he's, he's a fighter and he's a, um, he's a guy that's a try-hard guy, a pre- prepared guy. So I think that uh, he's going in the right direction and he's becoming a better player. Uh, you know, like at first when, when uh, Brandon Graham came, Brandon Graham was getting the best of him. But as practice went along, training camp went along, you know, uh, uh, Winston was getting the better of of just uh, of uh, Brendan Brandon Graham. So that's good stuff. That's that's what you want to see because you, you need to try to be trying to get better all the time. And good for him too, because I mean, and I'll, I'll be the first to admit too, myself and tons of other people, maybe rightfully so, we killed this guy. We jumped all over this guy for being a dog. He can't play. You know, the the twelve sack game was. You know he was he was written off as, as you know the, the worst player to ever play, but so it's good for good to see him. They move him over to the right side. He seems more comfortable over there. Uh, so, so, so good good for Winston. And you know as much as I don't I'm not in love with these tackles. That's still not my biggest concern on the offensive line. You know I, I don't love Jason Peters, but he's like fourth on my list of things to worry about with this offensive line. Um, so as we wind down, you're getting ready for the kickoff, guys. Anything else you're looking for in particular? Uh, anything on special teams? Maybe I mean, this, the the kick kick coverage was wow, awful last week. Yeah, I didn't care for it at all. Um, I don't know if it's just because it was a bunch of guys that might not be on the team, but they gave up too much yards in the kickoff returns. 
Yeah, well, they, they've got to step it up. But I think it was some guys that they're, they're trying guys, giving them a chance to make the team. And basically some of them cut themselves last week. Uh, but but they're going to need, if they want to make the playoffs, I tell you what, they're going to need good play from their special teams. Um, because they're going to need to steal a few games in order to get in there. Because, you know, you know, uh, with as young as, t- as their team uh, is, and from looking at them, they're going to make their share of mistakes. And it's going to cost them some games. But they need to steal some games by winning some games on special teams. Because they have superior talent, they got a great punt returner, they got a great kicker, uh, they should be able to have quality special teams because they got the talent. Uh, with with the coverage guys, but we'll, we'll see whether they do or not. It's such an underrated part of the game, but it really is the difference between life and death in the NFL. Another thing, not just the, the coverage. I want to see how they re- how they're returning kicks this year. Don't stick Macklin out there and tell me he's a kick returner. He's not. Uh, they have to fix that. You can't you can't keep starting drives at, at your own fifteen because you can't get out. You know, you better just take a knee at that point. You know, they'll give you twenty yards. Right. It was terrible. That's got to change. And Ron, I'll ask you this too, because I got into, uh, I was arguing with a friend of mine. Do you want Deshaun Jackson returning punts? No, I don't um, either. I, I, I want to protect them as much as possible. I mean, as great as he is, he's a guy that I will want back there if you need a huge return, like in the third or fourth quarter. But other than that, I, I try to stick him as much on offense as possible. That's all. I couldn't agree more. And he, he's just too, too valuable. And he's too big well, of a weapon. Well, see, you know, the shame of it is, then, I'll tell you what, what, what basically we're saying, and I, I think you're making a good point. Basically, we're talking about, um, I'm trying to think of his name, uh, the, the, the uh, Washington. Uh, they've got him there, but he's not a punt returner. He is a special teams player, but he's not really much of a punt returner, even though I did see him back there re- catching the ball. I don't know whether he can do that or not. But they need a guy in his position to return punts. That way they don't have uh, Jackson and Macklin out there doing that. No, I mean, that's – and that's. I know he's electric, but Haran, that's why I agree with you there 100%, because if you remember the miracle of the Meadowlands 2 with Westbrook, he wasn't their regular returner then. They had right. nothing going on, so they threw him back there. And who was it? Um, was it Fossil at the time? Uh, said, you know, I didn't even notice he was back there. I look yeah, down well, and I, I tell you, like, I'll tell you that um, that you know that that that, that is going to be an issue. It's that is going to be a major issue. Now, I will say this: it's nice to have Jackson if you if you are in a spot and you're like, look, we need a big return here. We'll put him back there. Yeah, once in a while, like you better said, better than Greg Lewis. <laughs> oh God! Hey, you might as well know right now. Andy Reid is not taking that seriously. And he's going to be back there, and Macklin's going to be back there. And one of them go down about it, you know. You know, he's yeah, going to be gee, looking stupid. But, gee, Deshaun yes. can do it. What, what, what did anyone see in Macklin returning kicks? He no, doesn't, he, he he can doesn't return, want to be out there. He's not a kickoff returner. He's not. It's a different mentality. Look, I'm not saying I would do it. I think you have to have a few screws loose to want to do something like that. But, you know, we're going to see. And I'm curious to see what they do tonight. I mean, we're running out of time here. we got to go. Uh, but everyone can go watch the Eagles game. I'm going to enjoy it. We'll uh, we'll discuss it next week. And uh, that's our time. I'm Michael Warren, G. Cobb, and Haran Knight. We will see you guys next week. Have a good one, guys.
Time to break the huddle. We'll be back again next Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern for another edition of G Cobb in the House with Gary Cobb and Micah Warren. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you again soon.